Hello, everyone. Glad you could join us on the Real People, Real God podcast. We'll spend the next little while getting to know God a little bit better by getting into the Bible and hearing what He has to say to us and through us. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you here with me. I'm Pastor Tim Howard, and for this episode, I believe we're going to share another message from church. And uh, this one is called The Battle for the Mind. So I'm sure you will appreciate this message. Um, please share it if you feel led to do so, and feel free to co- comment back. Uh, just got a new email. The email address is pastortim at realpeoplerealgod.com. So drop me a line. Tell me what you think. And uh, if you feel led to share this message, please do. I hope you enjoy it. God bless. So what I want to talk about this morning is, uh, many of you probably saw it on, on Facebook, but it's a battle for the mind. Not of the mind, but a battle for the mind. Because on the streets in the spiritual, your mind is of great value. Your mind is of great value to God, but it's also of great value to the enemy. And he's going to do everything he can to try to steal your mind from you who has control over it. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. And, uh, you know, uh, I, th- I think about, man, kids growing up today. You know, when, you know, when I have grandkids, this is when I have grandkids. That's scary. That's scary. And I know some of you already have, uh, you know, young grandkids and children um, that are out there having to navigate, having to learn, grow up and learn right from wrong, what's good, what's not, and all of the influences that are out there. And so I want to talk to you about that this morning because your mind is of great value in the spirit, of great value. And uh, I, my intent is not to turn you against anything that I mentioned, but I am going to mention some things that, that reflect actions of our government and other governments and different things, because I want to paint a picture for you. Some of this you're aware of, some of it you may not be, but I want to paint a picture for you of the influence that happens and we don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Because the goal before we leave here is to understand the significance and the importance of getting into the Word of God, reading it, and allowing it to settle in your spirit. Because without it, we will run around aimlessly trying to find which rules, if you will, or what what to follow. Because there's a great influence. Great influence out there. For 10 years, the United States government worked on a program where they experimented with various methods of mind control including the use of drugs like LSD, sensory deprivation, hypnotism, hypnotism, and electric shock. This program began in 1953 and went for at least 10, but probably more years than that. And this has all been released by the government. This is declassified information. And the program was called MKUltra. MKUltra where many, many people, either servicemen or or civilians, some knew they were being tested or experimented on, and others had no idea. They didn't know. 
And the whole idea was that we're going to experiment and find out if we can use these drugs and these methods to control minds. Because if we can control minds, we can win the war against the enemy. And that was the goal. Use people as, as, as experiments and, and not tell them. But the United States was not the only country doing this, and this was not the first time it was done. Communist governments also used various methods of mind control. Some of these were blatant, and some of them were not. The Soviet Union used mind control techniques, techniques to persuade defendants to, test, to lie on the stand and to testify lies. It didn't appear or, that they always used force to persuade, but at times they did. Some of the techniques used were brutality, but also repeated interrogation and solitary confinement and earshot of those who were being beaten. Really, really dark, dark methods of mind control. China was also known to use mind control to the point of convincing prisoners to be sympathetic to their captors. How powerful is the mind that somebody can figure out how to get into the brain and convince them that the people that are abusing them and are beating them and have sympathy for them, to be sympathetic towards them. Don't underestimate the power of the mind. The power of the mind. It goes with us everywhere we go, right? I mean, there's sometimes we might feel like we've left it behind, but it goes with us everywhere we go. And there's always input coming from all around all around, from our senses, these senses that take this information in. And it's up to us to, to discern and, and to rightly divide that information and where it needs to go to, to, and process it in a, in a fashion. But we've got so many, so many influences because there is a battle for your mind. Your mind is of great value to God but also to the enemy. Think about it this way. You can break your leg. You can have a heart attack. You can have diabetes. You can have a lot of ailments and still have your mind on Christ. But once the enemy gets your mind, there's nothing you can point to Christ. This is what he's after. He's after this. He wants this. He wants your mind to be focused on anything but God. Anything but Jesus. He wants your mind to be filled with stuff that's going to continue to confuse you and continue to influence you in a negative way. This is his goal. This is what he wants. <clears throat> Who would do such things as to control minds like this? How blatant a lot of these things were. And there's tons more. I wasn't going to get into that, but there's tons more. Um, to get into the mind so we can control it. People have been doing this for ages, trying to figure out how to control other people's minds. We've seen many movies about it over the years, science fiction and so on, about controlling the minds. Taking the pill that controls the minds. It's like everybody's looking to take over the world. What are we going to do today, brain? We're going to try to take over the world. That was a cartoon. 
trying to take over the world. Everybody wants control. Your mind is powerful. Your mind is powerful. And God knows your mind is powerful because he created it. And he's got a use for it. And the enemy, he wants, he really doesn't have a use for it. He just don't want you to be focused on God. But he knows there's power in your mind. If you can keep your mind focused on Jesus and living for him, then he can't have you. Matter of fact, he's defeated because of you. So he's going to try to manipulate. 2 Timothy 1.7 We all know this scripture, and this is a good one. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Anybody use that for comfort? I pull it out quite often. Yes. I pull it out quite often. But, but where it says sound mind, you know, if, if you're a person that writes in your Bible, you might want to write this down. The word sound mind right there, it, it takes on the meaning of self-control or discipline. That's what a sound mind means in, in, with this Greek word. So, so think about this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. And let's insert self-discipline. Let's insert self-control. You know, and, and, and think about this. That's what makes a sound mind. Yeah. Is a mind that is used in the way it was designed to be used. That's right. A mind that it can control this body. That's a tough one sometimes. But a mind that can control this body and discipline this body and prevent it from being taken part in things that will harm this body and the spirit in which it carries. That's right. That's what sound mind is. That's what discipline is. That's what 2 Timothy 1.7 is talking about. That is a sound mind. A sound mind is not just one that is normal. You know why? Because there's not a normal mind anywhere. That's right. Nobody's normal. I don't know who ever came up with a normal thing. There is no normal. It doesn't exist. But there is a sound mind. And a sound mind is a godly mind. And it is a mind that disciplines itself, its body, and keeps it in subjection. Yes. That's what a sound mind is. It takes discipline to do that. It takes vigilance. It takes diligence. It takes reading the Word of God and allowing it to become part of our lives and keeping our mind focused on the right things. Yes. Now that's not always easy to do when we live in a world of wrong things. And a world of negativity and a world of influence and a world of war and a world with you fill in the blank. It's not always easy to do. But God tells us that He gives us a spirit of love, of truth, power, and a sound mind. That ought to be reassuring in a world full of lies. Yes. In a world full of untruths. That ought to give us, that ought to reassure us that as long as my mind's focused on Jesus, ain't nobody going to take it. All right. Nobody's going to take it. The spirit that God gives us does not include fear. There's so much that we do as a society that is driven by fear. Mm-hmm. Fear that is presented to us by society. Fear of not completing things, not having enough. Fear of dying. Fear of being broke. 
fear of being homeless, fear of you fill in the blank. There's fears, things that produce fear all around. Some of those legitimately, but nonetheless, there's this blanket of fear that covers our society. And many people are always living just to keep their head above water so they don't have to fall into this fear. Yes. And when you are subjected to that fear, you will follow the food. You will follow the money. You will follow the promises. You will follow all those things that people will dangle in front of you so you can stay out of fear. That's right. And this is manipulative. This is a form of manipulation. Because they will promise you, governments, whoever, society, can promise you, if you get in this position, I'll provide this to you. In a sense, that's a help. Well, that's a good thing. But on the other side of that, now you're committed to them. Now you're committed to them, and they can do all kinds of things within that. So we live in this fear, this oppression of fear. God did not give us a spirit of fear. We can live in this society and not be married to this feeling of fear. We can live in this society with a sound mind, keeping this body in subjection according to the word and the will of God. And we can uh, uh, we can live without having to worry about what's going to happen next. And this is one of the things that separates the believer, true believer, from the non-believer. Yes. It's, I'm not worried about tomorrow. I don't, I don't fear tomorrow. Tomorrow, as the Lord said, will take care of itself, right? Yes, It'll take right. care of itself. That's right. Think of that little birdie he talks about. He takes care of the birds. He, he feeds them. He clothes the fields, the flowers. How much more is he going to take care of those he created to be with him for eternity? There's no reason to fear anything that this world has to offer. Mm-hmm. That, that fear does not come from the Lord. Yes. <clears throat> There's a technology in the works right now that will allow medical professionals to determine, listen to this, because I'm showing you where, where things are going. Uh, it, it, it's uh, used to determine your IQ, your identity, or identify your strengths and weaknesses perceive your personality and determine your aptitude for learning as well as diagnose ADHD and mental disorder all by reading electrical brain waves for five minutes. This is coming. This is what they're experimenting on right now. You're not feeling well. You go to the doctor, put a couple electrodes on your head, and in five minutes tell you what's wrong with you, who you are, where you've been. Name it. Name it. And those things, those results will be dependent on them. We will depend on them for a diagnosis. We will depend on them for a treatment. Whatever it takes, we will depend on that information for that. Meanwhile, we have no idea how it figures it out. We're just getting ourselves over to something that we have no idea. We have no idea. That's the plan, though, in many cases. That's the plan. It's the plan. So while this might be interesting and maybe even a bit scary, I just want you to realize that mind control is already going on by many different methods. And most of this mind control, we can blame it on society, we can blame it on people, whatever. But I'm going to blame it on Satan because he's the influence of it. It, Because it's used to manipulate people and to keep people in the dark and ultimately control people. 
That's yeah. right. Control people. Oh, I've got some good stuff yet to come. <laughs> Ephesians 5, 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Right. This Bible, this word of God, this book that is alive, by the way, it's the only book that's alive because Jesus is the word and this book is always, every time, every time you open the page, you see something different because it's alive. Yeah. It's living. Yeah. It's alive. That's right. Okay, so... So this living word washes and cleanses our spirit yes. and our mind. Mm -hmm. If we read this word and allow this word, meditate on it, think about it, it will begin to cleanse our thoughts, our, our, the, way we, the way we communicate, the way we speak, the way we think of things. It will cleanse. Washing of the word. Yes. Think about that. You know, it's like you ever think of, I know this is a West Virginia saying, you ever relate worship to worship up? Anybody get me? Anybody get me? You get me? You got it? Anybody relate worship to worship up? It's a West Virginia way to say washing. Worship, worship up. Oh. Yeah, worship yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We get in the presence of the Lord. We get in the presence of the Lord and we're worship. There, there's, there's this peace that comes over us. And there's this, there's this emptiness or cleansing of the mind that happens because we're focused on Him. I like that. So we Yeah, that's good. That's good. So when you get in the presence of the Lord, there's some cleansing going on. Yes. There's yes. some worshiping, washing, washing yes. going on there. And it's the same way with the Word of God. See, sometimes we, we picture the Word as just being instructive, which it is. But don't underestimate the power of it to cleanse. Because this is exactly what we need to, to, uh, to defend ourselves against this influence and this battle for our mind. Because when we're focused on the Lord, when our minds are stayed on the Lord through this scripture, then we won't cave or we won't fall to this influence uh, uh, that's trying to steal our minds away. We'll stay true to the Lord, true to the word in that case. In 1928, Edward Bernay, he was called the father of public relations. He used his uncle's insights into the subconscious to develop methods for mind control, get this, to create the modern consumer. Guess who his uncle was? Sigmund, Sigmund Freud. Freud. Sigmund Freud. In 1928. And this is what he says, Bernays says, the conscious, conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government that is the true ruling power of this country. We are governed, our minds molded, our tastes formed, our ideas suggested, Largely by men we have never heard of. 
In almost every act of our daily lives, we are dominated by the relatively small number of persons who pull the wires which control the public mind. That's right. 1928. They were studying how to manipulate the mind, how to control and influence the mind to buy things. To buy things. There are so many things that we are influenced by that we just don't realize we're influenced by. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. I remember years ago, maybe you remember, there was a commercial of double mint chewing gum. Yes. Spearmint. Green. You know, the pack you got like four pieces in it, five pieces in it. There was a commercial when I was a kid growing up and it was these two twin mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. in bikinis at a beach selling chewing gum. That's right. I still to this day have no idea why the two women in bikinis relate to chewing gum. Double your flavor. <laughs> Perhaps. And their bikinis were green. Yeah. <laughs> That's mind control. Yeah. Because they know. Right. Who are they focusing that to? Men. Men. Mm-hmm. They're focusing that to men. Yeah. To buy this gum. Yeah. And that's just one example of many. But I remember growing up, I'm like, I could never understand that. What do these girls have to do with this gum? You know? But that's what they do. Because they target people to get into their minds so they'll go. And you know, you think on this side, you think, I wouldn't buy gum because of two bikinis. But it worked. It worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, worked. Yeah, it worked as well as many other things. They work. This is what it is. And this is what this guy kind of started. This Brene guy kind of started this stuff was research and using Sigmund Freud's studies into the, into the psyche trying to figure out, okay, how, we, how can we manipulate this mind and convince it to spend money? You know? And he, he did it and it worked. And it's still working today. That's just one avenue. Everybody is in competition for your mind. Everybody is fighting for your mind. We often talk about the, 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 the battle in the mind, which there is. But there's a battle for your mind. Yeah, There's a battle for your mind. So there's so many methods of mind control. I don't want to spend too much time on this part of it, but there's isolation. God didn't create us to isolate ourselves from society. He didn't. We are people that like to be with people and share with people and so on. And and isolation is one of the methods of mind control. Because when you're isolated, think of think of prison isolation. When you're isolated, things start happening to your mind. Yes. They start happening to your mind. And before long, either you're going to go crazy or you're going to start to surrender to whatever it is they want because you're in line. And they know this. They know this. And this is what they use for interrogation and all that kind of stuff. Fatigue. Anybody been without sleep for two or three days? Oh. I've, I've been years ago, not anymore, um, but years ago when I was working several jobs, uh, I had to pull a couple double shifts and all, and I ended up it was 
I don't know, 36 hours or longer without sleep. And I tell you, I started seeing things. Yeah. Anybody ever been that tired? Yeah. You start seeing things. You start walking and you're jumping because you feel like somebody's, you know, something's coming at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was that tired. Fatigue mm-hmm. is also a part of mind control. If we can, if they can, whoever they might be, if they can keep people tired, then they're not going to think straight. You know, they're, they're going to uh, give in to certain demands or requests more so when they're tired, when they're real tired than they would if they're not. Um, what else? Uh, criticism. That's mind control. If you criticize somebody enough or too much, it, it starts to affect their mind. Yeah. I mean, think about it. That, that can happen if, if somebody just criticizes you one time. If you're not used to being criticized in a negative way, and somebody criticizes you, some of us will go home, run home and cry in the pillow. Because we're not used to it. And then what we do when we when we get up, we start to figure out, okay, how can I how can I make that person feel different of me now? That's mind control. Yeah, that's mind control. We may not think of it, but that's what it is. That's what it is. Peer pressure. Yeah, especially young young folks. Peer pressure. Uh, fear of alienation. Yeah. You're not going to be a part anymore. You know, and oh, I can't be. I gotta be around people. I gotta, I, you know, I gotta be wanted or I gotta be liked. And we all want that. Mm-hmm. And and so we we do what we can to avoid this alienation, and sometimes do things that probably make decisions we shouldn't because we don't want to feel alienated. I just want to be a part. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a part. So we do things. That's 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 that can be used for mind control manipulation. And it happens all over the spectrum. Education, propaganda, predictive programming, sports, politics, religion, and it just goes on and on and on and on. I told you told you all this before, and it was one of the most obvious things to me when when uh, my daughter was, you know, young, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, about eight, and uh, uh, she she had her like most kids, she had her TV shows that she liked to watch. And uh, most of them were I think Nickelodeon at the time, some Disney. Um, and I started watching these, we would watch these shows with her from time to time. And uh, there was themes, common themes in these shows that started to trouble me. One was uh, several of the shows that she liked was all about the kids becoming famous. Yeah. And then there was the one that was never a parent around. There were several of those, no parents. There was a parent that lived maybe in a different city or whatever, but no parent. Um, kids were basically allowed to do whatever the kids wanted to do, you know, no curfews or, or whatever. So there were all these things going on, you know, and, and my daughter's grown up watching these things. She doesn't know. I mean, she has her rules, but she doesn't realize, you know, and, and she's seeing all this stuff and her worldview is different than the one she's living at home because what she sees Everybody else is doing. She can't do. And and so now the TV or whatever you want to call it, those people behind it, now have her attention. And now have her mind in a sense. And so it, whatever she sees is okay. But whatever's at home is something wrong with what's at home because it doesn't match what's seen. And this is the way it is. And it happens to adults too. Maybe not the same way, but it can happen to us as well. 
And so thank God, you know, we we recognized this and we were able to do, you know, kind of back off on the TV. And even when we were there, we would say, you know, that's really not like that in real life, right? You know, you know, really kids, just parents don't let that happen like that most of the time kind of stuff. So just to bring her into a little bit of reality. But it's all over the place. And and she didn't have the, the social media like like it is now and add that to it. And it's just crazy. It's crazy. <clears throat> the ability to be controlled or the potential to be controlled in our society is 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 just everywhere. Some of the headlines that I just ran across while I was doing some searches. World governments investing in mind control techniques. We know that. That's that's a headline. That was actually an article. Another one is, get this. AI, artificial intelligence. AI-guided robot swarm learns war tactics from video games. Mm-hmm. A swarm of, like, drones or whatever. I don't know if y'all ever heard of this, but it's a swarm. There could be hundreds of these drones that all do the same thing, and, and they could be loaded with weapons, explosives, whatever, and they, and they go, and they can attack whoever enemies or whatever. And, and, and so this is about, you know, AI, artificial intelligence, guiding these swarms, um, but it's, they're uh, learning war tactics from the video games. You know, all the video games about the fighting and the war and the killing and all that. Europe and China emphasize brain-computer fusion technology. Mm-hmm. The sound of that's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me uh, just give you one more. In an article written in uh, 2022 by Time.com, the writer says, Technology is being developed not only to predict our political leanings from our faces, but also to identify our individual psychological buttons and to press them in ways that might make it more or less likely that you'll get off the couch and go out and vote. Get this. Here's a new word for you. The rise of neuropolitics and the use of political behavioral psychography in electoral processes around the world is problematic because it undermines the foundations of democracy, no matter who is paying for it or which way you vote. Yeah. Did you catch that? Neuropolitics. Boy, where are we going, folks? Where are we headed? This is the intersection of brain activity and politics or brain manipulation and politics. There are people who actually study neuropolitics to try to hack brain, voters' brains um, and there are politicians who pray, pay for it. That's scary. You're talking about stealing elections with ballot boxes. Mm. Boy, this don't even hold a handle to that. No. <clears throat> scary. From advertising to politics to experimentation, sexuality, and more, mind control is alive, and it's looking to take away our freedom to be who we are called and made to be. Church, we can't let that happen to us or our children or our families. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. There's no need for us to fear all these things. I think we should be aware of them, but there's no need to fear them as believers committed to following Christ and, and, and bathing in this word. We can have the mind of Christ. Doesn't mean we become Christ, 
What it means is, is we, the more we're in this word, the more we begin to think like Christ. The more we look through life through the lenses of, of Jesus. So when we look, we can see with love, but at the same time, we can see with wisdom. Yes. And we can see with understanding. And we can, uh, and the Holy Spirit helps us to discern when we see something happening in our society that just isn't right. And we can make sure that we are protected from that. And we can say, no, I'm, I'm focusing on the Lord. I'm focusing on the Lord. That sound mind, don't forget about that sound mind. That self-discipline that says, I'm going to apply the Word of God to my life. And, and I'm not, you know, going to base or rest my life on anything else. I'm not going to rest my life on my finances. I'm not going to rest my life on my job. Those are all wonderful things. My life is rested on Christ and the foundation of the Word of God. And that is where I'm going to stay focused. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have to deal with things in this world. We all have to deal with things. We have to deal with government. We have to deal with all these things. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make us anti-anything. What I'm saying is, even though you have to deal with those things, those things do not have to dictate our lives, bring fear upon us, mm -hmm. and control our lives and our families. We can still, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, we can still rest our lives on the Word of God and on the Word of Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we need to do. Yes. That's exactly what we need to do. We have to protect our minds from the scavengers who want to take it over. All right. That's what they are. Not Jesus, of course, but the world. That's what the enemy, he's, he's, he's wanting to take it over. And if he has to do it piece by piece, little by little, he's going to try it. Yeah. But when we notice and recognize what he's doing, we can stop and say, uh-uh. Get behind me, Satan. No, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. I'm not being a part of that. I'm not adopting that sinful philosophy or our ideology into my mind. I'm resting on the Word of God. <clears throat> Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above not on things on the earth. Yes. There it is. There it is. That's it. If you are risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is. Yes. That's what we need to be looking on. What does that mean? That means the fruit of the Spirit. That means kingdom-minded things. That means the economy of the kingdom of God and not the way of the world. Now, that means approaching everything with love, but also with wisdom. That means allowing the Word of God to wash us and to cleanse us and, and to have that mind of self-discipline that says, I'm going to walk this path with Christ. I am not going to go to the left and I'm not going to go to the right. Mm -hmm. And even if I do, accidentally or even on purpose I'm having a bad day, I'm going to get right back up on that path and I'm going to continue walking that. Because right. the longer I'm off the path, the easier and the more manipulated I'll be by society. Because everybody is fighting for this mind. Mm -hmm. And if I let it go even for a minute, there's going to be some influence that's going to try to take it away. Mm -hmm. This is our mind. Yeah, We are in control of it. This is freedom right here to be able to control our own minds. Mm -hmm. And for years and years, we may not have realized it, 
But that freedom of the mind has been slowly being stripped away in all societies, but especially Western societies, slowly being pulled away. Because now, now, if you want to, uh, well, fruit, I don't even know. You want to get gas at the gas pump. You used to be able to pump it and then go and pay and go on. How, how, what's the last time you did that? You know, when you go to Jersey. Yeah. Now, now it's now it's uh, uh, the car. Yeah. It's hard right now to do anything without a car, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. There's there's places that um, if their computers are offline, they can't take your payment. That's right. You know, that's where we've come. That's where we've come now. And there's all kinds of things like that. We're dependent upon that. We, in many cases, didn't have a choice in the matter. But we're dependent upon that as a society. You know? And that's slowly been happening. Over time, things like that have been happening. Manipulating us to buy things. Um, did you know when something's on sale, you don't have to go and buy it because it's on sale? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Did you know people will do that? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe you've caught yourself doing that before. Uh-huh. It's on sale. i got to go get it. I don't need it, but it's on sale. Because you feel like, because of the ad and the sale and everything, hey, 25, 30% off, you feel like, oh, wow, this is, man, somebody's doing me a favor. I need to go get that. Ain't nobody doing you no favor. I can tell you that right now. But that's how we are. And we, as a society, we've come to that place where we can be manipulated like that. Hey, propaganda and advertisement is incredible these days. Yeah. You know, um, uh, a lot of what you see now on TV, on, on commercial, not a lot, but some of what you see and a lot of what you see online is not even real. Mm-hmm. It's generated. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I talked about, I think I talked about in one of the Bible studies, um, some of you might remember, deep fakes. Deep fakes are when they take a video and and of somebody, and there's one I showed an example of, I believe it, I'm going to say it was Morgan Freeman, I think. Um he was up there talking. It was his voice. It was his face. It was everything about him. Um, and it was talking about, you know, it was a, it was a kind of a, just a, a, just to show you what deep fake is. And he was telling about deep fakes and all that. That was not Morgan Freeman. It was generated. And you wouldn't be able to tell the difference unless you had the equipment to do so. That's the day and age we are. That's also a method of mind control. And a lot of what you see online, advertisements, more and more on, on uh, television, what you're seeing, those things, not all of those are actual. Um, there's, there's some videos. Uh, Beth, I got caught up in this one. Social media, maybe y'all, maybe some of you have seen them, but the crash test videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and the car's coming down and, and hitting the wall or whatever. They do it at 10 mile an hour. They do it at 30. Yeah. They do and you seen them, Tim? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Beth was watching this. It's been some time ago. She was watching those, and and uh, I was telling that's when the the Bronco first came out. Yeah. Uh, again, and uh, I was telling her, man, I'd love to have one of those. I like them. She and then after a while, she said, "Don't go buy one of them." I said, "Why not?" She said, "Have you seen the crash test? They're horrible. At Forty mile an hour. They're just horrible." And I said, "Where'd you get this information?" You know, and she said, "Online." So we started looking. It's all fake. Yeah, it's not real. That's wow. weird. They're doing all kinds of cars. They're not real, but it looks real. Mm-hmm. See, that's where we're headed. 
We're headed in a place where we don't know what's real reality and we don't know what's true. That's right. That's where it's going. So now more than ever, this Bible is relevant yeah, right. more than ever. Yes. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is relevant more than ever. Because we need His discernment. Because the world's not going to tell you, and you may not know with your own mind, it's going to take God to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, something's wrong. We need to get into the Word and hold tight to the Word, because that's the only truth yeah, that's, that's right. going to be anywhere. Yeah. Everything else, we're not, we're not going to know. Is this real? Is this not real? In the, in the Colossians chapter 3, set your reflect of uh, affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Mm-hmm. In other words, if the affection, the word affection there, it, it, it kind of means affections, but it means like attention is, yeah. is in understanding. Yeah. Understanding. So we can kind of use that there too. Set your affection or your understanding on things above, not on the things of earth. That's right. How many times in the last 10 years have you said, I don't understand that. I don't understand that technology. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how they do that. I don't understand how they do that. I'm saying it more and more. Mm-hmm. And I'm still a young buck. More and more. I'm seeing that. I don't, I don't understand that. And I work in technology. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. And that's going to be more and more and more. But let me tell you. Don't focus on understanding all that here. Focus on understanding all that there. Because that's where our affections, that's where our intention, and that's where our understanding needs to be. In heavenly things, in Bible things, in the Word of God. It's more important that we understand this than we understand how to use a computer and check email. It's more important that we understand what how God wants us to live. And how he wants us to stay focused on him. And how he wants us to, to make disciples as we go. That's what counts. That's what matters. We got to live in this world. We may not understand it. But don't waste too much time trying to. Because yeah. what matters is, is that we understand what God has called us to do. And, and, and live it in that. That's what matters. Uh, <clears throat> we need to put our efforts into understanding God things. The battle for your mind and the battle of the mind of your children for the mind of your children and, and all that, the great deceiver is behind it. That's exactly That's what exactly he is. Right. He is a deceiver. He is a deceiver. Think about this. He deceived the direct creation of God. God created Adam and ultimately Eve from Adam. Mm-hmm. They had the mind of God. Mm-hmm. They had the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. They had God's direction. Mm-hmm. They had God's attention. <coughs> and they communed with God. Matter of fact, they could hear him walking or his sound or his voice in the garden. They knew him to that level. And he created them to be with him for eternity. And they as committed as they were to God and as much and as well as they knew him, were still deceived. Deceived. They were deceived. Mm -hmm. So 
If they could be deceived as close as they were to God, then how much easier can we be deceived? Yeah. Thank God for His Word. Thank God for His Spirit that will teach us and guide us and keep us out of harm's way if we do our part in reading the Word and praying and spending time with God. Whatever you do, do not give your mind over to the enemy. Keep your mind focused on Jesus. Because any time it's not, it's subject to the powers that be. Remember, let me finish with this. Remember, Jesus was tempted by the devil in the wilderness three times when he was at his weakest. But he prevailed. Mm-hmm. How? By relying on the word of God. That's right. He was also teased and ridiculed. He was blamed without cause. He was beaten and tortured. He was forced to carry his own method of death. He was nailed to a cross and left to die. But he never gave up his mind. He knew who he belonged to. How do we know that? Because he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. If he didn't know who he was, he wouldn't have called him Father. Yeah. He knew who he was. We need to remember and stay focused on who we are in Christ. You are a child of God. An heir with Christ in the blessing of God's things. Jesus kept the whole law, fulfilled the whole law, so that you could receive the blessings that he was rewarded because of Deuteronomy 28 and all that. And so here we are living in this world, in this place that is not home. We're only visiting. But there's a lot going on in this world that wants to steal what what we have. Don't let that happen. Protect the anointing of God in your life. Protect your relationship with God. Protect your time with God, your time in the Word, because it's so valuable. And the time that we don't spend in the Word or the time that we don't spend with God leaves us open to manipulation and control. Yes. In Jesus dying for you, He made it possible for you to live by faith and with hope in a life that reaches far beyond this one. This is where you put your trust and this is where you point your mind. Let's be about the Father's business. Let's pray. God, we just thank you so much, Lord, for your word. Lord, God, we know that you've done a lot of wonderful things and are continuing to do a lot of wonderful things in this creation, Lord, with technology and so on, enabling us to to reach so many people with the gospel, Lord. And uh, Lord, it's just a wonderful thing. But we also know that the enemy is, is at work trying to fabricate and, and do the same things you did, Lord, and steal your ideas and your plans to manipulate and pull people away from you. But God, we know by your spirit, Lord, you guide us, you direct us. By your word, your word becomes a lamp to our feet, Lord, and guides our steps and guides our direction. Lord, let us be diligent, Lord God, to be in your word and to spend time with you, Lord. So when these things do happen, when when we do see the headlines and the announcements of 
of things happening and, and all that, Lord, that we be aware, but at the same time, Lord, yes. we can also be wise and stay focused on you, Lord God, and, and, and bringing people into the kingdom of God and making disciples as you've commanded us to do. So, Lord, we thank you for that, Lord. And God, I pray, Lord, a, um, a blessing over the food in the back and a time of fellowship, Lord. And God, I pray that your word continue to come to life within each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. We're so glad you could join us for this episode of the Real People, Real God podcast. You can support this podcast by visiting www.valleyviewchapel.net and click on the donate button. Music was by Kevin McLoyd, and my name is Tim Howard. Until next time, may the Spirit of God continue to teach you His ways.